This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. What a week. I am on a diet. <laughs> it's truly, truly hell. Uh, last weekend, I did a three-day cleanse. Like, I did a, a juice cleanse all weekend. And then now I'm eating, like, super clean and everything. But I know this sounds, this is such a gross conversation. But <laughs> one of the things I noticed is that when I'm on a cleanser diet, like, that's all I'll talk about with people. Like, I make people listen to it. So my apologies in advance. But <laughs> I just was feeling, like, not really good about myself. You know, this past year has been amazing for a lot of ways. You know, I've had a lot of great opportunities come my way. but. Uh, because of the extra busyness, I feel like my diet has just gone in the in the pooper, and so I wanted to get back on track. And Thanksgiving is coming up, and I eat like a horse on Thanksgiving. Like that whole like two weeks after, I'm just eating leftovers. <laughs> I never stop eating leftovers. Like from Thanksgiving to Valentine's Day, I'll be eating holiday food. And so I just wanted to, I kind of wanted to do like a little cleanse and try to lose some weight before I gain it all back. You know, throughout Thanksgiving. So Matt and I together, we thought we'd go on a cleanse. So we did a juice cleanse last weekend. Again, pure hell, like truly, truly hell. At one point, so we did it like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we did the juice cleanse. By Sunday, you know, I, I made it like Friday, Saturday, and most of Sunday. And then Sunday night, like I was really just like craving some sugar, you know, because I have a sweet tooth. And I thought, you know, I'm not allowed to have candy. You know, Matt and I were doing it together. So Matt was watching me the whole time. I I thought about it and I thought, you know, I need something. I have to have something. So I remembered that I had cough drops. <laughs> I had cough drops like in the medicine cabinet. And so Sunday night, like I got into my stash of Luden's cough drops, which are really just lifesavers. <laughs> and boy, were they lifesavers on Sunday night because I just started piling cough drops into my mouth like it was fucking popcorn in a dark theater. I was just shoveling Luden's cough drops in my mouth. Sinuses have never been clear, but they weren't part of the diet plan. And then Matt, Matt like caught me. He's like, he's like, "What are all these wrappers?" And I was like, "Oh, I had a sore throat." <laughs> you sound fine to me. It's like, no, it's really sore throat. He's like, "Well, you know, they're not, they're not part of the diet plan." I was like, "Well, cough drops don't have nutritional information on the back, so technically they're like free calories." And he's like, "That's not how a cleanse works." <laughs> I just want to encourage everyone if you're if you're trying to do a cleanse, you know, they don't put nutritional information on most cough drops. 
as far as I can tell. And so, you know, I think that we should just assume they have no sugar and no calories. And that's a way around things. <laughs> Works for me. But anyway, so then I, I finished the juice. I mostly finished the juice cleanse other than like, you know, the pack and a half of Luden's cough drops. And now I'm just eating like really clean and I'm still pretty miserable, but I think I'm like over the hump. You know, I feel like a lot of the bad stuff just kind of like sweat through me or whatever. And next week for Thanksgiving, of course, I'll go overboard and eat everything in my sight. <laughs> everything in my line of vision will be shoveled into my mouth like a, I'm sucking it up like a vacuum cleaner. But I'm, I'm very excited for, for Thanksgiving. But, you know, throughout this whole thing, like my mood has just shifted and I'm trying, you know, I always try to be upbeat and I try to find the positive, but that there's not a whole lot of positives when you're hungry. I mean, I got in a social media fight with Melissa Joan Hart. I, she posted, she posted a meme of mine. And then in the caption, she wrote like, whoever made this, I love you or something like that. And I don't know, it was like the lack of sugar at the moment when I saw it. All of it hit me at once, and I just got so mad at Melissa Joan Hart. I really, I really, like, I really got pissed off at her. You know, I let her have it in the comments of her, <laughs> in the comments of her Instagram. I really let her have it. Um, but I never thought that my hunger pains would lead me to being upset with Melissa Joan Hart. But here we are. You know, and that bad mood is like bleeding into my love of housewives. I, I never know if I'm in a bad mood or if I don't really like the housewife episode I'm watching. We're gonna break down Orange County, but you know, I was pissed. So we're going to break down The Housewives. We're going to break down Real Houses of Atlanta. Lyric Lewis is here. She's a friend of mine, and she's on the NBC show AP Bio, so she's going to break down Atlanta with me. And then I'm also going to break down Orange County and, and a little bit New Jersey. So before we get into Orange County, I just want to get the little paperwork out of the way. I want to encourage everyone to head on over to the Everything Iconic Patreon for $4 or more per month. You can access all the bonus episodes. I did Real Houses of New York Scary Island recaps, and then also now I'm doing what I'm calling iconic episode recaps. So I'm recapping various episodes of various Housewives franchises. So the first one is up there now. It's a recap of The Real Houses of New Jersey, the season one finale with the table flip. And that episode is, of course, when Teresa went crazy and she yelled, I am paying attention. There has to be something else. Are you stripping? Stripping prostitution? Whore? Stop coming to my shore house! Whore! <laughs> Such an iconic moment. <laughs> So there's a recap of that episode over at Patreon, and then we're going to be doing episodes from all the Housewife franchises, which I'm very excited about. I have like a list of what I think are iconic Housewife episodes that I want to get to, like, you know, like the dinner party from hell with Alison Dubois. <laughs> he will never emotionally fulfill you. Wow. That moment emotionally fulfilled me in ways that no man ever could. you going to do, right? And that part of me still comes out, and it's a girl's night, so... We're not supposed to be good. <laughs> I mean, Allison DeBois smoking that fake cigarette. Ooh, I'm wet. I'm wet just thinking about it. So all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash everything iconic and click the become a patron button. It's just $4 or more per month. Um, I mentioned my bad mood. I've been combating that with lots of Hallmark. I love all the holiday Christmas movies on Hallmark and Lifetime and Netflix is doing them now. If you want to check out a great Hallmark-specific podcast. There's a show called Bubbly Sesh, and they had me on as a guest, and I recapped the uh, Leanne Rimes Hallmark movie, which I don't think that Leanne Rimes should be on Hallmark. She doesn't scream warm and fuzzy to me, and I watched her movie. The music was fantastic, but it was like, I don't need to be seeing Leanne Rimes. All I could think about was like the, the Eddie Cibrian stuff. Um, but check out the Bubbly Sesh. The, those girls are great. It's like, it's like a squeaky clean podcast, so if you, <laughs> you won't hear anyone say that they're wet. 
<laughs> unless it's in regards to snow or something. But they're so, 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 so great. So uh, you, should we get to Orange County? They're going to play bridge and drink martinis. They're saying, oh, they're playing bridge. They're making fun of us in the background. Don't forget your uh, foot cream. That's the foot cream. They're making fun of your foot cream now. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. How are your heels? Are your heels dry? My heels are always dry. Because I have some heel cream if you want to borrow some. You're rubbing your feet. I'm all good on the heel cream. Well, you know, you get to a certain age and like sequins and nightclubs don't matter anymore. Okay, you guys, Orange County, I have some issues. I have some issues. And we talked about Gina's casita last week, which I hear the word casita one more goddamn time. I mean, she kept saying casita. I'm going to keep saying casita. Again, not a casita. It's a dorm room. I had watched Legally Blonde, like, right before I watched the episode of Orange County. And Elle Woods, like, sorority house was nicer than Gina's casita. You know, like, I don't need to see that. I don't need to see all that. I mean, there were so many fucking pillows. I literally paused the screen to see how many pillows there were. There was over 20 pillows. Over 20 pillows. Gina, in her confessional, she said, the casita is a new chapter. It's not a best-selling chapter. And it's like, no shit. We don't need to see this on Housewives. Put it on Summer House. Put on an opera ski, you know, some other show Gina belongs on. She seems like a great great gal. But Housewives, it's just not for that. And if we are going to keep her around, like, do not film in that fucking casita one more time. I mean, those girls getting ready for their uh, sequin party. I mean, I got flashbacks to college. And not in a good way. The only thing I want to see Kelly Dodd doing in that casita is a keg stand. If we're not going to see her doing a keg stand, I want the cameras out of there. She did win me over, though. At one point in the casita, she was drinking out of a Diet Coke can. (laughs) And you guys know, I think a woman and a gay who drinks a Diet Coke, they're a fun time. So it did warm me over a little bit. And look, I was talking to somebody about this. I know that Gina... Gina seems like a great gal. Like She seems like a fun girl. She seems like she could stir the pot a little bit. She doesn't necessarily seem like a bad housewife upon first glance, right? However, I feel like her whole storyline this season, this divorce, which we've been hearing about for episode after episode, what we're basically doing is watching this woman tell us a story about what's going on in her life. Because we're only hearing about this divorce. We're not seeing any of it play out. We're not seeing him at all. So it's like we're we're watching a woman tell the story of her life instead of actually watching the woman live her life. And that's where I think the problem for me is on these housewives shows. Like, I I don't I like seeing warts and all, and like every I, I like seeing all the real stuff play out. So a divorce, not that I want someone to get divorced, but I don't mind seeing it on camera. It's just I need to see it. I don't want to hear just someone talking about it with no context. We've never met this man, Matt. We're not seeing any of the divorce play out because we're not seeing any meetings with the divorce attorneys. We're seeing such a little tiny part of it. I mean, we got one little glimpse of her talking to her her son on the FaceTime. I don't know why I said it like the FaceTime, like my mother. <laughs> but we saw her talking to her son, and it was like, there was like a glimpse of something where it was like, oh, she hasn't told the kids. Like, they haven't had like a conversation. She's hiding the casita. You know, she's not telling about the dorm room she's living out of. And so there was like a glimpse of like, oh, this could be interesting. But then that's it. It's like we've never seen Matt. We can't even see a picture of Matt. We have to like go put on our monocles and get like fucking Harriet the Spy on Instagram and see what he looks like. And that's not okay. We need housewives that are open and willing to show us anything. 
I mean, the one little glimpse we saw of him, we didn't even see him, but we saw Kelly Dodd looking at a picture of him. She's like, damn, Gina. <laughs> and she said she wanted his leftovers. And I was like, yeah, me too. He's very good looking. If you've never looked, like, go check out her Instagram. She's got a couple photos of him. He's like really hot. So this whole episode, we have the cup reading, and then we have like the two parties. So we'll start with the cup reading. So at first, we've seen the cup reading before on Housewives. I don't remember which franchise it was on, but I know the cup reading was on one of the franchises. Vicky already says she's not going to it because she thinks it's voodoo. <laughs> Vicky, Vicky thought the cup reading was like the dark arts. <laughs> she's like, I'm not interested. And it's like, we always have this division. That's the problem with the season. It's like, there's a division between the old guard and the OGs, and then the new people, Emily and Gina. And look, Emily, or Gina's 34 years old. Vicky's is 60, Tamara's 50. Like, of course, these women don't have a ton in common. And that's why it doesn't make sense why this cast is the way it is. And the only solution, I think, you, you have to either get rid of the OGs or get rid of the new girls, right? Now, as a network, I'm sure Bravo wants to attract the younger crowd. They want the younger demographic because those are more desirable to advertisers. But if they get rid of all the old guard, then the fans of the show are going to flee because they're going to be pissed that, you know, their favorites are gone and they're stuck with, you know, the newbies. So I don't really know that there's a good option they either are going to have to find someone that's like a, a better bridge of this age gap, or I think what I have been saying they should do is completely recast, reboot Orange County, take a few seasons off, find a group of girls in Coda de Casa that are all friends, or cast the show as if they're casting like a brand new Housewives, but keep it in Orange County. You know, maybe maybe there end up being some loose connections to some of the old girls. Maybe we'll find, maybe one of the daughters could come in and be one of the cast members. But I think we need to completely reboot. I don't know how they could cast it and cast like a younger, a younger girl, like a 30-something girl, and keep Vicky, Tamara, and Shannon around. Like, there, there's just not really a way. Maybe if if they brought in like Brianna or something, because Brianna has a stronger connection to the old, old you know, I keep saying the old ladies. They were the old ladies tonight. They like literally got an old lady makeup and it was like <laughs> with them in old lady makeup is also how they like would look if they had no plastic surgeries. Like they just <laughs> if they weren't on TV, that's how they'd look. <laughs> Which is nothing wrong with it, truly. <laughs> so that uh, the whole scene with the cup reading, it was kind of like lame. I don't know. There it didn't really go anywhere. Then we have the two parties, so it's Emily's so it's Gina's birthday. Gina has some of her friends over to that fucking casita. And again, I was pausing and just trying to look at what it said. Above the bed, it says, there's a sign that says, she leaves a little sparkle wherever she goes. Ugh, that was tough to look at. Then there's the couch, with the, which the couch had so many fucking pillows. Again, over 20, I counted. One of them said, hello. <laughs> there was a sign that said, I love you more, above the couch. And then also above the couch, which... From a design aesthetic, this makes no sense. But of course, when you think about how the room is set up, there's no other way for it. But the TV was above the couch so that Gina can watch it from bed. Because again, we're in a studio. <laughs> again, we're in one room. There's a mini fridge. But Gina has to watch the TV. So no one can sit on the couch and watch the TV at the same time. If that's the case, then you know we need to film somewhere else. Okay, because the TV was right above the couch, and I will not have that. The couch is to be pointed at a TV in all homes. And if we're living in a place where the couch can't point at the TV, we shouldn't be filming there at all. 
unless it's like a different network show, like a, I don't know, that sounds like more like a TLC show. No shade. I love a TLC show, but that's more their style. And why does she have so many fucking pillows? I mean, there were so many pillows. And at one point she's talking to Kelly, like earlier when Kelly was in the casita, she was taking the tags off the pillows. So she was like bringing in more pillows. I'm like, Gina, cool it. You got enough pillows. Why does she need so many? I mean, it's just making that little casita more crowded. I mean, I'm no design expert, but I know that you shouldn't just keep adding pillows to a small space. You add mirrors. She should be putting mirrors all throughout. That should, place should look like a, a dance studio. I would put every goddamn mirror on the ceiling, across every wall to make it look bigger. <laughs> like that Justin Timberlake music video, where it's just like a million mirrors. It looked like a fun house after I was there, because I'd want it to make it look bigger. And so that's what Gina needs to do. Get rid of those pillows and invest in some mirrors. Facts are facts. What else was going on in this episode? We saw Kelly at the school play with Michael. They were really cute together. Their body language was saying that they were in love, but of course we know they're divorced. Uh, Jolie, her daughter, acting in Oliver was amazing. I wish, I really wish that Bravo could have paid for the rights to the high school version of Oliver. I'm not sure why Bravo couldn't cough up the dough for the musical rights to a high school production of Oliver to show us on TV, but instead we just had to watch lip-syncing, you know, like it was RuPaul's Drag Race. We had to see poor Jolie lip-syncing to an Oliver tune. That was unfortunate. I would have liked the rights, but uh, other than that, it looked like Jolie was amazing. Oh, we also got a really great scene between Michael and Vicky, where Vicky revealed that she owns the life insurance for Don. She owns the policy, and Don doesn't know. Don doesn't know. What is that about, you guys? I th- she still loves Don. I mean, obviously, we all know that she still is obsessed with Don. But don't we think she's taken a little far? She still owns the life and policy for him. Ooh, that made my jaw drop. And meanwhile, where's Brianna? Brianna was mentioned. We haven't seen Brianna once this entire season. Ugh. At least last season was bad, but we got Brianna. I like a little Brianna. Like, sprinkle her throughout. I like getting her take on all these crazy people. Don't get me wrong, like, I like looking at Michael. I'm very attracted to Michael, but I like hearing from Brianna. And Michael just, of course, the whole time was like, are you going to stop getting plastic surgery? And she's like, well, I anticipate I'll stop getting plastic surgery, but I don't know for sure. I'll, I anticipate that. <laughs> uh, then they have the, uh, the old OGs have their little sleepover night where they all get look like old ladies. And then the other girls have Gina's sequin birthday dinner which looked really boring. Vicky, at the her night, she was trying to drink, but <laughs> Steve gave her Xanax instead. And then she continued to drink. She continued to have wine. And it was revealed that Shannon hasn't pooped since her surgery, which leads me to believe that she's probably taking, you know, after your surgery, they give you like those, those pain meds. And I would imagine those are preventing Shannon from pooping. And I thought, wow, I know too much about these women. I do. <laughs> So Tamara walked into Vicky's house, and it looked like, at first, I thought it was CGI or something. Like, I, she looked like Mama from Mama's Family, or, like, if Mama from Mama's Family and Sophia Petrillo from the Golden Girls had a sex one night and made a baby, it'd be Tamara in this scene. Tamara brought over a casserole. I expected a casserole. I expected people to come over. And then she also brought over an enema. So this whole time, like, we're watching these women dressed as old ladies, and I thought, are we going to actually see them... In their 80s. You know, like, how late is this going to go? Because Vicky's in her 60s. Like, how old are we going to go with Vicky? I think we're going to go the distance. 
I think we're going to go the distance with Vicky. I don't imagine a situation where Bravo gets rid of her. I don't. As much as I think that they should, I don't anticipate that happening. So then we hadn't seen Shannon this whole episode. I really started to notice that all of a sudden I was like, oh, wait, we haven't seen Shannon. And just as I noticed that we didn't see Shannon, here she comes, you know, roaring on into Vicky's. And in her testimonial, she goes, it's not the Trace Amigas, it's the Trace Abuelas. Screaming her fucking line in that confessional. Doing her stand-up routine in that confessional. I don't have a core. <laughs> she's not not able to shit. That's she's got so much stuffed in her. She needs to shit. Maybe she'd loosen up a little bit. Just screeching. Some of those confessionals, though, she's screeching. Did you ever see? Go back and watch old episodes when Shannon first came in. She seemed uptight, but in a totally different way. It's like now she's doing she's doing these routines in her confessionals that are very very tough. And I don't know, are like people telling her, occasionally they're very funny. I, should, I shouldn't hate on all of them, because sometimes Shannon can be really funny in her confessionals. But sometimes I don't know the difference between Shannon's confessional when she's like, we're the choice of Buelas! And her, you know, getting in a fight with someone at the Quiet Woman. Sam, I play you fucking bitch! <laughs> it's like, what's the difference? Where are we at here? I can't, there's no, like, levels. It's just Shannon's constant screeching. And when she first came in, she wasn't doing that. So she's playing it up. Also, while they were at Vicky's house and they were all, you know, in these pajamas, there was a scene, and I like literally rewound it to take notes because I thought it was so shocking. <laughs> so I'll just, I'll read it to you. So Vicky says, if you need some Xanax, I've got some extras. Shannon says, no, I don't like to take that. Then Tamara says, does anybody need an enema? I have never in my life seen an enema. And then Shannon responds with, I tried to do one right before your baptism. And then Tamara says, yeah, I know, you got the knob stuck up your butthole. And then we go to a flashback. This scene, the amount of information we got in this scene was shocking. We have just a few lines of dialogue, and we learn that Vicky's hopped up on Xanax. We learn that Shannon does not take Xanax, but she will do an enema. We learn that Tamara got baptized, and we learn that Shannon at Tamara's baptism, got part of an enema stuck up her butthole. <laughs> That's a lot. That's literally a lot of information. The fact that they were able to flash back to Shannon getting an enema stuck up her butthole, we have a lot of footage on these women. The archives are loaded. We have just people. We have all sorts of stuff. We have shit stuff. We have divorce storylines. We have all sorts of stuff. And I want to keep getting new stuff. I just need these women to move the storylines forward. Because, I mean, then... In real time, we're not getting a whole lot of moving forward. We're getting like, yes, Tamara did her own enema. But it's like, I don't need to see. We saw Shannon get the enema stuck up her butt. Like, I don't need to see Tamara now having diarrhea. It was like we were basically watching that. Literally, they showed us. The camera stayed on the door of the bathroom after Tamara put the enema up her butt as Shannon was leaving. And we hear Tamara saying, oh, I can't stop it. And it was like, Okay, we're literally seeing Tamara have diarrhea. Like, I, we need other storylines here. If we're going to watch one of these wives get diarrhea, then maybe we need to recast. Maybe we need to reboot. I don't want to watch one of them get diarrhea. It's one thing to watch one of them get an enema stuck up their butt at another one's baptism. But it's a whole horse of another color to watch someone have diarrhea on camera. So I think we need to draw the line. And look, some of the other franchises can do it. New York. 
I'm happy to watch New York when they had the ultimate gift in Cartagena, you know, and, and Ramona was shitting on the floors. I was all in. But, you know, those girls, the New York girls can do anything. The Orange County girls, it's like, I don't want to watch them do this. So back at Gina's party, the girls are at dinner. Emily reveals she's having a femme fatale party. Kelly says, can I dress like a hooker? Of course she can. And then there's like a little phone fight. So Gina's trying to get a hold of Tamara. Tamara forgot to tell Gina she's not going to her birthday party. Kind of boring. The young girls are making fun of the old girls. They're like, are you using your special foot cream? And then they're laughing. And they're like, are you guys playing bridge? I don't like the age shaming. I don't like that. I think like, you know, we're all going to be old someday. I'm an old lady at heart, so I didn't like that. And then next week's the finale. You guys, we're already at the finale, which I cannot believe. It feels like, what was the storyline this season? Like, what, what was the arc? And look, I know I sound like a grump. I sound like a Grinch. Which, by the way, I saw the Grinch mid-cleanse. I went and saw the animated Grinch. And I was lusting after the cartoon ham that was on screen. Like, at one point, the Grinch and the Who's, they all gather to have their, you know, holiday ham or whatever. And I was salivating after that cartoon ham, like you wouldn't believe. It was like a desert, and I was seeing an oasis, and I was like, oh my god, that cartoon ham. And the movie was fine, it was cute, it was for kids, I cried, whatever. <laughs> That's my opinion! Uh, but so next week's the finale, and I can't believe it. I'm like, what have we gotten? It looks like a flop finale, it looks like they try to kind of have a little bit of a fight. And I think on Housewives, these finales work when all season there's been a storyline that's taken us through, whether it be, you know, like Brooks Cancer stuff or Luann and Tom stuff, or, you know, there has to be something in the finale to wrap up the storylines. But Orange County, we haven't had any storylines. It's like, what are we trying to wrap up? Like, did Tamara clean up after her diarrhea? Like, is that what we're wrapping up next week? Because frankly, I don't care. So I know I sound like a Grinch, but I'm just, I love these women so, so much that I want them to, I want them to succeed and I want them to do good and I want the show to be good. And it just seems like we've gotten two seasons of nothingness. And look, do I think this was better than last? I do think this season was better than last season. And I also do think this season of Orange County was better than the most recent season of Beverly Hills. I do believe that. I mean, and time will tell after the reunion and after the finale. But as of right now, I'm, I'm just like, I feel like it was a little bit of a flop. We're done. Please leave. I'm asking you to leave. Okay. Wow. Wow. Okay. So now let's take a quick break and then we'll come back with Lyric and we'll do Atlanta and then we'll do Jersey, and then we'll do Dallas. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like, I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. 
Okay, you guys, I'm here with Lyric Lewis. Lyric is a dear old friend. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Lyric, I'm so excited that you're here. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to gab. I know. So <laughs> tell me your your history with the Housewives. So you watch Atlanta. You're an Atlanta I'm an Atlanta fan. fangirl, yes. And so have you watched Atlanta from the beginning, from the jump? Yes. I didn't start um, while it was on. Like, I think I got, I jumped in like maybe season two, season three. But then I went back and rewatched everything to catch myself up. So I got Cynthia with the short hair, (laughs) Kim's old wigs. (laughs) (laughs) Cynthia's looks throughout the years have changed because I recently watched an old episode and I was like, oh my God. And Cynthia's the most beautiful housewife, I think, out of everyone. But her look has definitely evolved. It has. Her and Candy. I know. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll edit this out, but just hold it in the middle. Oh yes. I was, yes. <laughs> did you think I was gonna like hold? It? <laughs> we should hold hands throughout. A very this. intimate uh, <laughs> taping. Um. Okay. So lyric. We're gonna run through the episode. Before we do, I want to ask: Do you miss Kenya and or Sheree at all? I do. I was you just do. gonna say that I miss Kenya already. Right. Like right. All, even two episodes, and I'm like, guys, like. Right. I feel like we need her a little you bit. You need her, yeah. like, because it's just like. Not anything wrong with it being pleasant, but it's so <laughs> pleasant that I'm like, there's nothing, no one to throw tea and shade. Right. Like people are trying to, but it's nothing like a Kenya shade or a Sheree shade. Or even a Phaedra too. I remember like Phaedra yeah. used to give the best confessionals and I know she did things that were unforgivable, yes. but I sort of want to forgive them and put yeah, her back on. I miss Sheree though on Kenya Foe's show. Yeah. You know, it was interesting this week we had Marlo on on screen and I thought she was like a, a jolt of energy because Marlo does get yes. Marlo so messy. It was like right when she came on, I was like, oh, it's electricity in the air. Yes. <laughs> I gotta love Marlo for that. Right, right. So this week we opened in Miami. Last week it ended with the cliffhanger, like, was Portia gonna get the ring? Mm-hmm. Is Portia being too thirsty for the ring? You know what? I you know, I feel like Portia has been wanting a ring and baby, eating her yams and all of that <laughs> every season since we've seen her. So I feel like, I want to say yes and no. Like, I feel like it's a little like wanting the ring and mentioning it. But also this guy seems just as, I don't know, thirsty, but like he seems down for the thirst. So yeah, he's into it. He's into it. So he's in that case, it. I would say. You know, he like mumbles. I, I don't, you don't watch New York, but he mumbles the way Dorinda does when she's drunk. She's one of the New York girls. Yeah, like I can't. They keep having to subtitle him, and it just makes me laugh. It makes me because it's like, oh, I don't know who she was, and it's like just enunciate. Just say you don't know who she is, <laughs> right? And Portia with him, she's so giggly. Like she's I just, know, which I love that though, because it's like we've all been in that new relationship sort of glow or whatever. Yes, but I mean, it's a little bit much every time she's on screen. She's like. Woo-hoo! I know we're like Portia girl, Portia. <laughs> Calm down. Although I, I giggle a lot on this show, and <laughs> some people like it, some people hate it. Um, but so she has dinner with him. She's no longer vegan. Last season, her right. thing was like she was vegan. Because remember, Marlo busted her for that when they went to Spain. She was like, "You old fake vegan," and it was like, "Ooh, ooh." And now Portia's like, "And I am now not a vegan anymore. No Thank longer you. a vegan. I'm eating the meats." <laughs> I I love that, and also um, when the waitress the waitress in the hotel room came over, did you see when Portia like couldn't breathe out of her dress? Yes, and she had to get unbuckled. <laughs> That's all that new meat coming in. <laughs> meat is what's for dinner. Okay, <laughs> all that new meat coming. I know it was making me laugh so hard. She's like, I'm choking for the last twenty minutes. God, God, Portia. I know, and then the camera followed them to the bedroom, and I don't like, they do this a lot on Housewives, where they sort of, like, allude that we're gonna see the sex or something. And, yeah. It just makes me uncomfortable. It's like, 
the camera. I don't need them following us into the bedroom. No, and I don't need the audio. Like, I hate that when the door closes and they're like, ooh, oh, oh, oh. And it's like, we don't need that. We're fucking adults. We can guess what's happening. Not like that. Oh, oh, uh, 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 yeah. oh come here. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> I hate that. God. I do like when they clo- They have a behind the door moment on these shows, though, when something like they have a mic and they do the subtitle. I don't need the sex noise thing. No, but I like the mess. Right, right, The right. mess behind the door. The yeah. Leanne lock. And you don't watch Dallas either, but Dallas, there was a moment where this one woman was behind a door and they just were subtitling her and she, uh-huh. was, she was fucked up on medication because they yes. were at the doctor. She's like, her husband gets his dick sucked at the roundup. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, it's a great moment. Yes, at the roundup. Uh, So then Nini's also in Miami for her comedy show and then the Swagalicious opening. Yes. Um, This this boutique store. What did you think of the boutique store? You know what? It looked cute. I liked like the mixed brands um, and stuff like that. So it looked cute. I wish I would have seen people trying on more. Like I really want to know what's being sold up in there. Right. But I feel like Nini has good taste. So, you know, I'm going to take a gander that um, it's it's some nice cloths. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to pause it because I'm always interested in like what they're selling. The yeah. only thing I could really make out, there was like a tote bag. That, that was said, Chanel, right? There was a Chanel was something because sh- I kept seeing the Chanel logo and I was like, there's a Chanel bag, I think. Right. I mean, it was a great mix of stuff. It yeah. looked like just a, a whole slew of, of nice things. And the, uh, there was a tote bag that said, Mama needs a cocktail. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you think it's a, a good idea or a bad idea that she keeps opening these stores? Like, where does it end? I don't know, because I feel like she and I love that Nini's like, I like to open stores and not tell nobody and keep it a secret. I'm like, OK, girl, like, OK, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I guess she is rich, bitch. Right. So <laughs> she cash them Trump check. So I guess she has money to open stores. But I feel like just open one fabulous one and let that go for a while. Like, let it let us see what happens. Yeah, I worry about the women because we've seen a lot of across all the franchises, like they have the businesses come and go. And so it's like, I want Nini to have a good business. So Me I'm too. like, just, just take a minute. But she knows, I feel like Nini hasn't really had a whole lot of flop businesses, has she? Let I me don't think. think so. I don't think so. In her, in her confessional, when she was saying, like, I like to keep it on the, you know, down low or whatever, I was thinking about. Sheree, I was thinking, you know, because Sheree, of course, she by Sheree. <laughs> she said those joggers were coming spring, summer, September. Where are the joggers? <laughs> she put out something. Apparently, there's like a website, and she put out a video, and they look. Here's the thing: they look like nice joggers. But I did read a blog. I don't know if this is true or not, but I read a blog that said she like didn't pay the videographers who took the video, Aww. and then also I don't think they're orderable yet. So it's like she came out with this God. video that where like they look nice and it looks like something's there, but it's like. Is it available? <laughs> it's November. It's not spring, summer, September. Right. Come on, she by Sheree. Chateau Sheree, come on. <laughs> I I worry about Sheree. I do. Like, I stay up at night and I worry about I her. mean, we had Prison Bay for a while. Yeah, I know. Is she still with that guy? I think they broke up because I think, wasn't a sentence like 10 years? <laughs> like, it was like so long where she was like, I will stick by my man. And it's like, girl, you can't. <laughs> get anything from this man no d no i know kisses. Like, what like, are you doing it's a phone call no you know in the new jersey there's this one couple teresa and her husband uh-huh. and he's in prison right now wasn't she the one she, that she was in prison right. and then she got out okay because she said he you know it was because of things that he did that she went to prison uh-huh. and then he went to prison and now he's being deported. They're like trying to fight oh, it in court, but God. he's being deported to Italy after his sentence. So he's still got to finish out a sentence and then he's got to be deported to Italy. And she's saying she's not going to go to Italy. And it's like, well, what are we doing here? Like, Just get right. divorced. Like, I know that 
divorce isn't shouldn't be like the quickest answer. But if your husband's like sent you to prison, <laughs> getting deported to Italy, no big deal. You're not gonna go. He's not even available for the tick. Like what like, are we doing? What are here? we doing? <laughs> what are we doing here? Um, okay, so then uh, we're in Miami, and I was laughing because all the Segway music in this episode it sounded like Gloria Estefan music. Uh huh. Like, <laughs> I love when they do that. It's just like all the. Like the local music, like make you like feel like I'm in Miami in my living room. Right. It's like Atlanta would never play this music. No. <laughs> Otherwise. Um, so then Dennis gave Portia the cross necklace. Yes. On top of the Rolex. The Rolex. And do you think this is too much? I kind of think so because yeah. they've been dating for a couple months, which I guess is okay, but. It's such big things. Do you know what I mean? Like, Rolexes are expensive. Right. And the the rings they were looking at were really expensive, too. They were like $10 million or 10 carats. I don't know. They were, yeah, I think it was 10 carats. I don't know if they were 10 10 million. (laughs) I'm like, they were $50 million. IRS, go look at that. Truly, though, I was thinking the IRS needs to look into it because I feel like on all these shows, it used to happen way more in the beginning. They would show off their wealth that they didn't have. And so yeah. I always worry when the women are like, or, or the men they're dating are showing off this wealth. I'm like, he sells hot dogs. Like, <laughs> I love it. They were like, it was a good day at the hot dog truck. It's like, girl, a hot dog ain't buying. I don't know how many hot dogs you sold, but I ain't buying no damn tick here, a diamond ring. What's, I don't know what type of hot dog it is. Maybe it's a Bratwurst. I don't know. But, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> They were also, what do you make of this? Okay, so this was like a big thing in the episode, the toothbrush sharing. Like Portia, she obviously uses his toothbrush. Mm -mm. She said in her confessional, she uses it all the time. Mm -mm. (laughs) What did you think? No, thank you. It's disgusting. That's nasty because toothbrushes are cheap. Right. Like, it's not like I borrowed his, I don't know, like expensive items. It's a toothbrush. I think that's nasty. I don't, I do not like that at all. And also it's just like, I feel like you use the toothbrush at the same time every day. And so like, if I just finish using, I don't even like using, do you ever, do you ever brush your teeth and then like forget you brush your teeth and then five minutes later go to brush your teeth again? And I don't like it, a wet and bristle. And the toothbrush is wet. Yeah, yes. But, right. And you're, it's like gross. Yeah. So the thought of like it being on someone else's teeth. No. And you could tell it. Dennis was like so uncomfortable by it because he's like, trying to pretend that they never do that. And Portia's like, we always do that. And she's like, what's wrong with it? And he's like, oh, everyone knows you use my toothbrush. Like that was the most emasculating moment for him was like when everyone found out that they used the toothbrush. You know he got text messages from his homeboys. It was like, really dogs? Really dogs? Like, dogs. You gotta use your toothbrush, dog. That's gross. And he he tried to get her another toothbrush from the hotel. Yes! And then she said it was too soft for her big teeth. For her big ass teeth. Girl, or run to CVS real quick. But I don't know. I feel like what what toothbrush? I don't think it was too soft. Like, I think she just wanted to prove that she, she uses it. She wanted his. But it did make me laugh. She just said, my, look at my big ass teeth. I need better bristles. <laughs> <laughs> so then Portia, uh, Portia's already there. Then Eva, Candy, and Cynthia and Marlo arrive in Miami. And at this point, I was trying to think back. I couldn't remember, like, who Portia was friends with. Yeah. Because we hadn't seen them all together. Um, apparently she wasn't friends with Marlo, but that changes. Yes. Um, what do you make of Eva so far? You know what? I think I like her on there. Yeah. I mean, I've been a fan of her since Top Model. Tell me about Top Model. Did Ugh. you, was she good on Top Model? She was. And she wasn't, the thing about Eva is that I think she was so likable because she wasn't like unnecessarily messy. Like she clapped back when it was right. appropriate. She like stood her ground. She was the shortest one. So people like, like to pick on her for that. 
But like she wasn't drama. She wasn't messy. She wasn't mean. Like Mm -hmm. she was really like dope. And so ever since then, I'm like, yes, Eva. Yeah. So even though she did throw Cynthia shade last week in the episode. So I'm excited. I'm curious to see where this this new Eva goes with the shade tossing, the light shade. I didn't notice any sort of light shade last season with Eva. Last and episode, I, she threw it. And though. last episode, mm-hmm. too. No, and yeah, the last episode, and this episode, even I felt like she was, she, she was like, say certain things, and I'd be like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. like, I'm liking it. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm excited to see what, because now she's had that baby. She can drink. She can hang out. I'm ready to see what's gonna happen. Right. I feel like she's gonna be good. Yeah. And I want to see. I'm excited for the new girl to show up, Shamari. Yeah. Her clips seem fun. Yeah. She seems like a good, good addition. I feel like she's gonna clash with Eva. Yeah. Also, oh, the Marlo Eva dynamic seemed interesting to me. Yeah, I feel like this season that's gonna be spicy and too hot for TV in a great way. <laughs> so Portia left her hotel with Dennis, and she's staying with the girls. Um, and they did have a little argument. They said that uh, Dennis was drunk the night before. Yeah, Dennis is still a mystery. I feel like we, I need to know all that stuff that Candy knows. Yes, she just keeps alluding to it, and it's like, what does she know? Yeah. And I don't know if we're going to get the answers because I was reading in interviews she did for this season or I don't or hearing in interviews she said like I I realized I had to just stop and like let Portia you know figure it all out. Oh. It's like I need to know what's going on. She already put it in the circle. Right. <sighs> she candy. Says, Do you like candy? I love candy, but I'm like, Candy, don't put it in the circle and then take it back. (laughs) I know, we need someone to be messy. Yes. And see, that's why we need Kenya. I know. Or Sheree, because Sheree would let the tea flow and be like, well. Yeah, the bone collector, Sheree would just. (laughs) Collector. But Kenya, I feel like Kenya just knew how to stir the pot. Even last season when she wasn't doing a lot, last season's reunion. I feel like Kenya was so good at that reunion. Like, she just knows how to push everyone's buttons. And it's like, I miss that. I really do miss that. Yeah, and she knows how to push it without being too obvious. Like, she'll just be like, oh, well, I thought she said something different. And then everyone else is like, what, what, what? And then Kenya, like, will recline. (laughs) You know, Nini alluded this past Sunday that... So Kenya released a picture of the baby or yes. a picture of their hand. Ba- the baby's her. hand. Right. We need to see baby's face. Come right, on, baby we, daily. Well, so Nini alluded that Kenya is like strategically looking for attention on Sundays, like when it airs. Uh-huh. And Nini and Kenya obviously hate each other. And I'm like, we need to get Kenya back in there. <laughs> we, like, I don't understand what Bravo was doing. Like, first of all, I'm like, that was such a bad call to get rid of her. Yeah. And like she's having a, of all the times when she's having a baby that she wanted for so long. Right. Come on. You know, I think they tried to get her and she wanted either too much money or something. Oh, because we already missed the drama now that she did not invite Nini to the baby shower to have seen that on camera. Like, come on. I know it's very upsetting. (sighs) Um, But so all the women get to this uh, Miami hotel room and I just love watching women choose rooms on these shows mm-hmm. or like it's always drama it's always drama i mean i could have i could have watched hours of it i was a little upset that portia decided the rooms but it still gave us that like funny marlo switching rooms Kai. and they were all just like looking at the rooms they're like which one is this the smallest is this even the though big? i love that marlo was like her son because i love that her room was she needed to take the elevator inside of marlo's room to get to her room like what an extra dig of mess. Like, oh, you're going to see me go into the elevator. You're going to see me go into the better room. To my penthouse. <laughs> that is really shitty. That's so shitty. <laughs> it was really, really shitty. I'm, I'm just so happy that Marlo was on this trip because it really <laughs> gave us 
It gave us some fun. And um, so Marla said that she had the smallest room and she told Candy, this room is small like you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Marla to Candy, that that is just I just hilarious. love Nini though following up with like, you from the projects here, you should be used to small spaces. <laughs> yes, Nini. We also got a flashback uh, to Marlo in the Baps costume from last season and she yes. was chasing Portia in that wedding dress. Oh my God. And just like, how fucking funny, like these costume parties on the shows. Full out, full out. Like, just this little flashback of, of Marlo in the Baps costume, like, brought me back to life. <laughs> yes. Oh, so then we cut to Nini at the, her, comedy st- her comedy show. I didn't know Greg was managing Nini. Me either. And I, it, this Greg makes me so sad. It, may, it breaks my heart because he's so fragile and, like, yeah. you can see it. This episode especially, it felt like he really looked thin. Yeah. And he just looked like not himself. And I it know. just made me sad. I love Greg. So I I'm, like, too. rooting for Greg. I know. Hardcore. I know. So Nini, she mentioned the comedy show like last year that she got heckled at and, you know, she Mm -hmm. gave that bad joke. So you perform comedy. Yeah. What do you do for hecklers? You know, I feel like you try to like, and I, if I did stand up, like luckily with, and like sometimes with improv and sketch, you do, you get, you kind of get that or kind of get people really thinking that they're just as funny as you, if not funnier. And if you could see my face right now, you'd see exactly how unfunny I think it is. <laughs> and so in that, you know, I feel like I try to outsmart them, like, by using what they say. So with her, it was tricky because I think that, you know, she did try to, like, you know, in the heat of the moment, try to do that. But she also said that, you know, she isn't necessarily, like, stand up, stand up all the time. And so I think just with practice, you really get in the habit. You know exactly how to clap back in a way that makes them, that turns the audience on them. Versus making you the bad guy. And that's like something she would have learned, or most comedians would have learned in like a small stand-up room yes. or something. Mm-hmm. But she's just, it wasn't a huge stage And it's or thrown out there, yeah. Yeah. Um, don't you hate an improv when you ask for a suggestion and people try to be like, hilarious. they're like, dildo. or Yeah, you're like, actually not funny. And they're like, sex. And you're like, or not. Get Stop being 12. God. Um, Nini's methods, though, so she said she learned these new methods, and I wrote them down. She learned three methods to handling hecklers. Number one, she said, is security, uh, get this bitch out. That was her her first tip. (laughs) And then number two was, I can let the audience rip their ass. Mm -hmm. That was her exact words. And then number three was, you can't talk to me if I don't talk to you. Bye. So those were her tips. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was good. The comedy show looked good, too. I love Lonnie Love. Have you ever seen her? I have never seen her perform, but I love her. She's um, she's good. She's good. Uh, she hosts. I've never that seen show. her live. That's what right, I said. Right. Yeah. She hosts that show, The Talk. Yes. Which is mm-hmm. one of the co-hosts. I'm also backstage at the comedy show. We saw Portia and Nini greet each other, which we saw last week too. Every time they greet each other, they just look like the happiest people in the entire world. I know. <laughs> it just makes me so happy, and I like. Okay, so. You don't watch the other franchises, but Nini's the star of Atlanta, right? Yeah, I would say. I feel like Nini genuinely likes her castmates, even mm-hmm. though she's like you know, the star of this one. She likes them where I feel like the other OGs of the other franchises, like Bethany in New York or Vanderpump in Beverly Hills, they don't seem to like their other castmates. Yeah. And I feel like that's what makes Atlanta work and they have chemistry with each other yeah because i just feel like that's what's missing i was i was really trying to think about it. i was like that's what's missing with some of these other 
franchises. Like they actually like each other. Yeah, they like to hang out and kiki and do all, and they like are invested in each other's lives and check in and yeah. And I truly feel like Nini's like on the phone with Cynthia when they're not filming. Me too. Right? Yeah. Also, Lonnie Love when she cried backstage. Like For I Greg, cried. I was just like, oh, I cried. Um, you know what's that? <laughs> I don't know. Why I'm thinking of that. What's that song? <laughs> When I cry, you cry, we cry, cry together. together. Is Isn't that, that Ja Rule? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I cry, you, you cry. cry. When Lonnie we Love cry. cries, I, I cry, cry together. together. <laughs> yes. Wait, well, who's who's singing the... Who, I it, wanna it's s- not Ja Rule singing that. Is it a But Shanti? I think he tries to sing. I want to say it's like Lil Mo and Ja Rule. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shout out to 2002, 2003 when that song <laughs> the good years. clearly were on the with the great years of our time. <laughs> so um, then the girls go out to that rooftop. Uh, Portia really came so far since being demoted that season. Don't you feel like she's mm-hmm. been she's been on screen more than anyone this? Yeah, the past two and episodes. she's funny and like she's stepping it up. You know, I enjoy watching Portia. Do you, okay, I do too. I know mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of the fans don't like Portia. Really, I think she's polarizing because. I know a lot of just people reach out to me with like their housewife thoughts. And I feel like a lot of people don't like Portia. And I really like her. I like her. I think she's funny. And I even enjoy her like blonde moments. Yeah. I her do too. moments when she's like, says something and I'm like, oh, Portia, you didn't think that through. I think it's, it's fun to watch. We all have those stupid moments. And I feel like sometimes the housewives try to stop themselves from having those stupid moments. No, with Portia, Portia lets it rip. Right. She really does. I started drinking Hennessy and apple juice because of Portia. Is that what she drinks? Yeah, that's what she drank. I want to say this was like, this was last season. She was drinking it when Kim came over and was like, Nene, said this about my daughter. And Portia was like, let me get some Hennessy and apple juice. And I was like, what is this concoction? But I will try it. And it's such a hood. It's a hood drink, but it's delicious. But it's hood. Also, you know what else is good is a Hennessy margarita. What's in that? Thank me later. You just replace the tequila with Hennessy. (gasps) Thank me later. I need to drink that. You need to try. <laughs> um, in that scene you're talking about where Kim came over, there was like a throwaway line. I hate that I remember this, but there was like a throwaway line where Portia's like, well, your daughter is a hoe, but yes! like Kim didn't catch and it. Kim didn't, and like they all sat there for like 10 seconds and just like blinked really hard. And Portia was like, that's, you know, and that's that Hennessy and apple juice <laughs> creeping up. She was like, she is a hoe. Because the way she, it was just so casual. I love it. I was so disappointed by Kim's return last season because I thought we all were right. Like we thought it was going to be yeah. good, yeah. and it wasn't. No, oh, girl. When they were on the rooftop in this most recent episode, and Portia was saying like, "Oh, I got the necklace from Dennis, and I got the Rolex." I love yeah. that Marsha, Marsha, Marlo yelled out, "He's a keeper! He's a keeper!" Because Marlo gets all her stuff from Marlo these guys. gets gifts, and I love that Marlo's upfront about it too. She's like, "Yeah, I get you a man who's going to buy you some shit." Yes. Not mad at Marlo at all for that. I know. So then uh, they were so messy about the rooms. Uh, when they got back to the rooms, like Portia was putting all of Marlo's stuff back in the elevator and just like throwing around her expensive shit. I could have watched them piling into that elevator for four hours. Oh my God. <laughs> like, just all cast. of them. Just Portia's butt, <laughs> Candy's butt, and the rest of the cast. And the rest of the cast. Ah, oh, these women just, they make me laugh so, 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 so much. And Candy, speaking of, she mentioned that she knows a few d- women that dated Dennis, which we talked about, but we need the details. And Todd told her over the phone the next morning that she needs to stay out of it. And I was like yelling at the screen. I'm like, no, don't stay out of it. Like, we need you not to stay out of it. Todd don't want another, he don't want another set of rumors about himself going around. So he's like, please just mind your own business because I'm not Marvin in New York. Do you like Todd? 
I do like Todd. Yeah. You know, like Todd to me, it's it's interesting because I feel like not like I go back and forth on Todd, but I oh, like I Todd. And, and then half the time, I'm like, what are you up to, Todd? Right, right. <laughs> it's so I don't even know what it, I don't know if he has like a sneaky face, something sneaky, something about sneaky right. about him. Where I'm like, I'm here for Todd. And I'm like, oh, Todd, what right. you doing? I feel that I go back and forth with him all the time, and I. I think part of the time, like Mama Joyce isn't even on camera this season, but I still like, I'll think about her and yes. I'll think about how she hates Todd. And I'm like, wait a minute. Do we like Todd? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Mama Joyce was, God, was so not a fan. I mean, the unrelenting. All the OLGs hated Todd for a while. I know. Or still maybe do. I, I think Mama Joyce probably still does. I think she still does too. But I feel like she, he like gave them the restaurant. So they're like, okay, we'll they're be nice. They're tolerating him. They're tolerating him. <laughs> we got a new call. And a new word as of today is tolerating. <laughs> I'm the worst. Um, oh, so, uh, oh, Portia put on Marlo's outfit. And Marlo and Portia, they went out the night before. Yeah, And I love this little pairing. I know, I, I know... I did not see it coming. Me either, but I think it's a fun, perfect pairing. Like, because right. Marlo's buck, Portia's buck, right. and I'm like, they need to be in the streets together. Watching them walk like two blocks. Oh to my god, store was so fucking funny. Oh my god, <laughs> they were calling Ubers. Like it was two blocks. They could not get the Uber. Marlo in that wool hat, and Eva shading her in the wool hat. Right, and Candy <laughs> in those shoes, the stilettos. It's like, where are y'all going? God, ladies, <laughs> I. Loved it. Also, Candy kept talking about her pinky toe. Just the one toe. The one toe. But it's like, I know that pain of the one toe. And so I was like, I know, girl. I know. By the end, I was like, her one toe is not going to make it. (laughs) (laughs) So we get to their store and Greg, this was really sad. The store was really crowded and Greg got really hot inside and he had to leave. And it was just sad to me. At one point, they were like, Greg, tell a joke. And it was like, he couldn't, he was telling a joke about a one-legged, he's like, his joke was something like, what do you tell a one-legged person? You know, and my mind went to New York, Aviva. She's a one-legged woman that was on the New York Housewives. Oh. <laughs> but he couldn't even, like, get out the joke, and it just made me so sad. And because he was overheated, and it was too many people, and I'm just like, leave Greg alone. I know. It was a lot. I, don't, I just don't like seeing Greg like this. Me either. Um, so next week, we see Shamari. Yes. And we're both excited about Shamari. Yes. And she seems to be dropping little freak things which i'm like okay girl coming in very strong and i like it did you ever listen to her group she was in black oh yes i did um and was was black their group in bring it on i think she was in bring it on yes yeah yeah Um, and she also had the song with jc chazé black and jc chazé baby bring it all to me oh that was good (laughs) um so i'm excited about shamari who who are you liking this season so far? So far, I feel like I like Portia. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm liking Eva. I hear from like the the little inside sources I have. I hear things start to really heat up next week, so I know I'm ready for past, some heat. Yeah, I feel like we need it, and this was nice seeing you know these women just kind of get along and everything. But I'm excited for something to come out. Yeah, and I feel like. Normally, like you, once again, we'll circle back to Kenya and Sheree and how much we miss them. Because I feel like normally every season, right away, we had heat. Right. Right, right. away. Where right. now it has been like very like kumbaya. Like, I feel like the restoration worked late for this group. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Shout out to the restoration. Um, so, yeah. So, it's been very nice. I'm enjoying to see, you know, Eva Pleasant and Cynthia and all that. But I'm ready for some... Do you like Cynthia? Do you think she's been around too long? Because she doesn't really like add a whole lot. Usually. Yeah, you know what? I am... I touch, I'm a yes and no on that. Like, yeah. I feel like I love Cynthia because I feel like she's so regal. Like, right. I love to just fucking look at her face. Like, I love to just see her mm-hmm. be like regal and just great. Beautiful. 
and beautiful. Yeah. But yeah, I do feel like, I think once Peter left, like that was Cynthia's hook was Peter. And now it's kind of like she's dating and these guys are like, okay. I mean, last season we got the one guy that was like lying about the fiance. But yeah, it is kind of like Cynthia's like and she's not beautifully very, there. She's just there. And I do think like these shows need uh, someone to be like glue to hold them all together. And Cynthia's yeah. good at going between all of the women and like mm-hmm. kind of just being the the peacemaker. But we just need, me- we need messy people. And I think Marlo's really messy. Portia can be really messy. So I just, I hope that we get some drama coming. I really and I do. Here we are going to. I next really week. do because I'm like, no one threw shade or was quite as messy as I Kenya know. and Sheree. Like, Kenya was great for it. Yeah, yeah. And like, didn't care. Like, you know, she was like very like. I, I don't miss Sheree at all. Like, I, I don't, I didn't hate Sheree or anything. I just uh-huh. don't really feel like I miss Sheree. But Kenya, I really do feel like I miss her. Yeah, I miss Kenya. Yeah. Um, okay, so Lyric, that's the episode. Yes. Now tell me all about your show. You're on a show called a- AP Bio on NBC, which is so fucking funny. Oh, thank you. And you can watch the first season on Hulu. Hulu. Yes. Yeah. So tell me about the show. Also, the show is about I'm um, a Harvard grad, grad who is um um what's his name Glenn Howerton, that baby sweet nugget <laughs> of a man. Um, so he's the lead, and so he like uh, doesn't get tenure. He goes crazy, flips out, and he has to move home to his town of Toledo. The only job he can get at a school is teaching AP Biology, which was not his area of expertise it was philosophy yeah and he meets these uh three teachers i'm one of the three teachers that he meets and kind of like schools him throughout the year and we're almost like his big sisters in a way like and you three are so fucking funny like hysterical like and you guys have such great chemistry you had great chemistry right off the bat love each other yes yes and so it's just fun to like and it's just all about his like mishaps in toledo and us like serving him his ass yeah and you know i love an ohio setting i'm from ohio yeah um and you guys are filming season two right now yes so all the episodes are on hulu yes everyone needs to watch yes and lyric where can people find you on social media oh so you can find me on instagram (laughs) instagram lyric lewis um my name and i like to keep it very hot and fresh with stories i will talk back or you know just catch me on the right day but on the gram, I'm more active on Instagram, but you can also find me on Twitter. Lyric said, why? No T, three A's. Um, like I said, there'll be a lot of pictures on Twitter. I will push a lot of my Instagram pictures to Twitter, but I'll still talk back. You gotta do it. But yeah, hop on the Instagram and talk to me there. Um, Lyric, I love you so, so much. Thank you so much for coming Thank by. Thank you for having oh, me. This is great. And I can't wait to have a Hennessy margarita. Please. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so let's talk Jersey. Danielle? I don't want to do anything to ever hurt you. She invited me to this thing. And you could have said no. I'm not coming because that will make Danielle very upset and very hurt. I it don't want the truth her. because you could have said this would hurt me if the tables were turned. But it you wouldn't. You could have said anything but yes, I'll come. Oh, this my God. Danielle. Well, it hurts me. Oh, my God. What is it that you two really have in common? You cheated on your husband and she, she got cheated on? I mean, seriously? What the f- I am loving it so far this season. I think we have a lot of good stuff. I always said Jersey needs to be more balanced, and it feels more balanced this season. I think that Jennifer is a great addition. We'll talk about her in a second. And I think Margaret's coming into her own. Dolores is coming into her own. I think this is a good season, you guys, and I stand by that. I was concerned that Margaret's, you know, her Joe was getting the tattoo ring. Bad idea, I think. I It just... I don't know. I had shades of Tamara doing it, and I didn't like it. Remember when Tamara got the tattoo with Simon? Um, But Margaret's doing a line of children's hospital gowns, and I thought that was brilliant. It actually really made me, it touched me a little bit, because I thought, you know, this seems like 
a great business idea, but also something that really could change people's lives, like change little kids' lives. She's going to make like costumed hospital wear for terminal children. And it just seemed like such a beautiful idea to me. We get to know Gina a little bit more. She has two sets of twins. She's also a journalist, which I want to look up like what this journalist stuff is because she said she writes stuff on parenting. And I wondered, was it like blog posts or is it actual like reporting from the front lines? I need to know more. I didn't look that up yet. I like seeing Dolores and Frank. I feel like they're a funny twosome. You guys, we got to talk about Danielle too. So Danielle is the firecracker of the series. And I think Danielle is not an official housewife. But I think she's going to be in most episodes where uh, the girls have said we're going to see her, you know, her wedding and all that stuff. And I think that Danielle is great for Jersey because she's a villain for everyone to latch on to. Danielle is a great villain. I think all of these franchises, they need a villain, right? Every season needs a villain that either all the women can unite against or maybe one or two of the women have like big fights with. But I feel like these seasons work best when there's a villain. Like, do you remember? I mean, we talked about Orange County, but remember when those Brooks years where Vicky was the villain and she was a great villain or Jill Zarin. Remember back in the day when when Bethany and Jill were feuding, it was like Jill was the villain of that season of a couple seasons. These really work well when we have someone there that's really stirring the pot and is the villain for the show. And I feel like Danielle is giving us that. So even the people, if you don't like Danielle, and a lot of times it feels like she's acting, but even when she's acting, it still unites the women against her. You know what I mean? Like, because they even see through it. Like, I think Dolores sees through Danielle's, like, her acting bits. But it's still, because Danielle's acting, it gives Dolores something to see through. Does that make sense? So I'm all here for that. I feel like Jersey is going to be good this season because we have a strong villain in Danielle. And I mean, again, her acting is just flawless. When she was talking to Margaret in the kitchen, Margaret's like, I'm going to this hatchet-throwing party that Dolores is throwing. Danielle just goes, like, I'm hurt. And she just she walks away and she cries. And I just thought, wow, this is good. I'm hurt. <laughs> it's like, wow. She was, like, really, like, trying to push out a tear. It wasn't working. But she's given me something. She was, like, really giving me something. I loved it. Do I think it's genuine? Not really. I don't care, though. I don't care. This is soap opera. I need some levels. I need some drama. And Danielle's at least given us something. And then Jennifer, she's married to this Bill guy. Jennifer's one of the new girls. And I love this dynamic. She's rich as fuck. Her house has a spa, 16 bathrooms, a basketball court. Like, Jennifer is a great addition to Housewives. I could tell right when they showed that house, I was like, okay, I want to know more about the house. She's got the weird relationship with the husband where he's like kind of controlling, it seems. Like he got mad that she was going on, she said she was going on vacation with the girls. Like that was weird. And, you know, he said, I can't believe you didn't talk this over with me. And then she said to the girls, she said, I've never been away from my husband or the kids before. And I thought, she's good. She's good. And she kind of came out of left field. When they showed the flashback of her and her husband, Bill, like they showed a picture. And I was like, Writing in my notes, Bill is really hot. Like, as I was getting to the word hot, they showed him present day, and he just looked terrifying to me because he was like staring at her with those eyebrows. And I was like, oh, okay. I crossed out the word hot and wrote scary. <laughs> terrifying. I got Tamara, I got Tamara style diarrhea. And, you know, it was like a close up of him. And speaking of me getting diarrhea as I was watching, there were two people on this week's Housewives of New Jersey that scared the bejesus out of me. And those two people are 
Teresa's trainers. One of them's name is Tara. I was terrified of them. They are, you know, Teresa's training for this bodybuilding competition, which I don't know why, but apparently, you know, it's something that gives her joy. It's a hobby, I guess, whatever. Another thing that Tamara did. <laughs> another Tamara's really done it all. When you really think about it, Tamara has done it all in these shows. She's given us everything. <laughs> I don't even like Tamara, but she's really, she's given us a baptism, a diarrhea, and a workout competition. I mean, what more? What more can we ask of her, truly? Maybe we should keep her around. Um, but, but Teresa's getting ready for her competition. And the trainer was like, <laughs> her trainer sounded like Lou, was like, don't bullshit me on the cardio. <laughs> And when, I, I swear they like stopped rolling the camera and she's like, you're fucking fat. <laughs> she was so mean to Teresa. She was like, you need to lose some weight around the stomach. Don't lie about the cardio. Fat. <laughs> she was scaring me. Like, I would have cried. Teresa was smiling through it. I would have went and I would have been like, I need to go to the locker rooms and then cried in one of the locker room showers. Like a baby, like curled up in fetal position, just tears flowing. Not knowing what was tears and what was the shower head uh, water. I wouldn't have known. <laughs> they would have sent in the maintenance to be like, who's crying in the shower? And I was like, sorry, me. But I was scared of them. And two trainers is a lot. What else? We also had Marge Sr.'s facelift. I'm always scared when they show like post-facelift on these shows. It's kind of terrifying. Um, Joe Gorgas never looked better. We saw their little Easter party. Joe Gorga looked hot. I, truly, I thought like he was in that blue sweater. He looked, I, I was like really turned on by him. And normally he... Normally, I find him kind of attractive, but this Easter Sunday, my love of Joe Gorga resurrected <laughs> alongside Jesus. Uh, when Joe Gorga was wearing that blue sweater on Easter Sunday, it was like the boner resurrected, and I was into it. I thought he looked gorgeous. They did a weird close-up confessional of him. It was like really close. Uh, and then there's like a fight. The family stuff with Teresa and Joe, I'm tired of most of it, but this I found it kind of compelling, like the stuff with Teresa's dad and Joe not seeing much. And then I thought it was interesting that Gia got involved. Gia seemed so grown up to me, and I was thinking, like, Gia's been forced to grow up, not only in front of our eyes, but also just within her family because of everything Joe and Teresa have been through. So that was interesting to me. So that's New Jersey. I'm on board, you guys. I'm loving New Jersey. I don't really give a rip what you do. I really don't give a dog's rip. Okay, you guys, we also have Dallas to get through. Now, my apologies in advance. Dallas is going to be quick. Although I think Dallas is truly some of the best TV we have on right now, Unfortunately, Dallas is relegated to Wednesday nights at 10, and this podcast comes out on Thursday morning. So Danny's tired, but I'm doing my best. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll do like a Patreon for Dallas or something, but I do want to run through it really quickly. We just have so many franchises going right now. We have all these four franchises, plus, 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 we have news coming out. So of course, the news today, it was revealed that Lisa Vanderpump Radar Online is reporting that she's not going to be a cast member on the Housewives of Beverly Hills for the entire season next season. I, of course, told you guys about that weeks ago. From what I'm hearing, she's on like half the season-ish. Um, but then I told you guys a few weeks ago about why I hear that she left, but you can all go listen to that. I also heard that Kim Richards did at least film one appearance. So we do have at least one Kim appearance coming for next season, which leaves me some hope. <laughs> but back to Dallas. The girls are still in Copenhagen. I was thinking about it in between weeks. So Brandy, like her whole thing is that she's mad that Leanne said that she's a drunk or alcoholic because Brandy's going through the process of foster to adopt. Now, 
if you were going through the process of fostering to adopt and you were worried about the drinking thing, like maybe you don't get drunk on camera, right? Like maybe that's something to stay away from. <laughs> I wouldn't so much worry about the other girls calling me a drunk. I just wouldn't drink on camera, you know, like drink off camera. But Brandy, we've seen her quite a bit this season be wasted and not just like tipsy. It's like she's been wasted. So that seems weird to me that she's mad at Leanne about that. Anyway, we open this episode where everyone, it's nighttime, everyone's about to go to bed. Deandra and Cam make up. They are, they talk it out after all the other girls leave. Deandra is wearing like an all orange outfit. Like after she took off her black jacket, it was just like a full on orange outfit. And all I could think about when I see orange is Garfield. <laughs> I was like ready for Deandra to pull out a lasagna and just take a nap. Like that's what was going on when I was look, watching this scene. But Cam and Deandra did make up. I don't think it's going to last. Don't think it's going to last. The next day, speaking of orange, <laughs> speaking of orange, Brandy wakes up Carrie by just giving her, uh, by mooning her. And she says, there's a full moon and a red carpet. <laughs> I laughed. I laughed out loud. And they're all deciding what to do. Brandy says, uh, there's like a bike ride that half the girls can do. And then there's a boat ride. So Brandy tells Leanne that she wants to ride a bike because she wants to see her like the Wicked Witch. <laughs> I love Leanne, and I don't approve of this message. However, I did laugh. I did laugh out loud. There was one revelation this episode that really shocked me, and it's that Carrie dated Lance Armstrong. Like, did we know this? I swear I don't remember ever hearing this. Like, perhaps it was revealed in season one or season two, and I just, like, glazed over. Or maybe it was, like, one of those revelations where the whole time I'm watching the TV, I'm thinking about Garfield. <laughs> I, like, miss what they're saying. Um, But I didn't know that. I was shocked. So, uh, Deandra, Leanne, and Stephanie, they go out to lunch. The other girls are doing the other thing. And Stephanie's trying to get Leanne and Deandra to make up. And it was so sweet. This whole scene, I was distracted by the hot waiter. I, (laughs) he was gorgeous. I wanted him to sit on my face, but that's neither here nor there. But so the waiter kept coming in and out, and I just was distracted by that. But meanwhile, at the table, Deandra and Leanne, they were seeming to make up. Leanne was doing fantastic scene work. At one point, she said, uh, what did she say? She said, when you took away my opportunity to love you, you took away my heart. Which, that's a beautiful line. Stunning. No one could write that. Like, I couldn't write that line. But it gets lost a little bit in Leanne's delivery because (laughs) Leanne's (laughs) voice. I love Leanne so much, but she's like, when you took away my opportunity to love you, you took away my heart. <laughs> so some of the nuance gets lost in the, in the bass tones of Leanne's voice, but I love her so much. And she gives us so much, giving us this, this wonderful scene work, truly. Um, and then Deandra and Leanne seem to make up. Again, I don't think this will last either. I don't. So then at nighttime, the girls all put on these Danish outfits to go to a carnival. <laughs> and we know that Leanne's a carny girl. She grew up in the carnival. And there was a revelation that shook me to my core. Truly, sh- tr- truly shook me. Leanne says, which this all makes sense, like knowing that Leanne grew up in the carnival. But hearing it from her mouth was just shocking to me. She said she grew up with Siamese twins, a snake pit, and a boa constructor. That she said she like wore around her neck like fucking Britney Spears at the VMAs. <laughs> I, I can't imagine doing that as a child. Like, I I don't know. 
the whole, I was just picturing like Leanne in the movie, the greatest showman. Like that's all like I could think about was Leanne singing. This is me. <laughs> like what is happening? <laughs> but I loved it. I mean, I love those little details. Siamese twins Leanne grew up with, like, who are they? Get them on the show. Like they need to make an appearance. So then there's like a fight between Brandy and Leanne. They obviously hate each other. They go to this uh, this lake the next day where they all get naked. Some of them get naked. They go in the in the water naked. And it's supposed to be like, there's like a reason for it, whatever. Some of Carrie's family goes in the water naked. We see Mark Duber's, the dick he got sucked at the roundup in the pond. And at one point, Brandy's getting in topless and naked. And Leanne's taking a video with her phone. But it didn't look like Leanne was really trying to like, you know, blackmail Brandy. And as Cam said later in the episode, it's like, who cares if someone's filming you on your phone? You're on a reality TV show naked. Like, the cameras are here filming you. So, it was weird that later on in the in the thing, Brandy was worried that Leanne was going to use the footage against her. It just didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. So, you know, Brandy makes her delete it from her phone. And she said it was really, you could really tell their ages at one point because Brandy's like, well, did you delete it from the trash? And Leanne's like, well, I thought I deleted it. Like, I don't know. Is there another folder? <laughs> like, Leanne, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't know that either, really. Like, once you delete something from your iPhone, it, like, goes in a trash folder, and you have to delete it again. Like, I, most of us don't fucking know that. Brandy's obviously a techie. <laughs> now I'm just picturing Brandy at, like, the Apple announcement. You know how they do those every, like, few months? <laughs> Brandy. Brandy hanging out with Tim Cook. I don't know. It's late. <laughs> it's really late. I need to wrap this up. Um, but, 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 where were we? So, I wrote in my notes that I hate Brandy. <laughs> I do sort of hate Brandy, but I don't want her off the show. I think she makes good TV, but she bugs me. And she was so, she was yelling at Leanne about this phone thing. And she said, Would you like it if I had a video on my phone of your sunny side up titties? <laughs> But again, some of the nuance gets lost in the delivery because Brandy whispers everything. So we can't even hear. She's like doing fucking ASMR. It's like, would you like it if I had a video on my phone of your sunny side up titties? (laughs) And Leanne's like, I can't hear you. (laughs) You're whispering. Would you like it if I had on my phone a close up of your sunny side up titties? You're a fucking wicked witch, Leanne. I can't hear you. <laughs> You're whispering. <laughs> the best fight. The best fight. Like Leanne's just sitting at the. They're at a, a crowded table in a loud restaurant. Leanne can't hear a fucking thing Brandy's saying because she's whispering from the other side of the room. All the other girls are sitting there, like at the edge of their seat, trying to hear what Brandy's saying. Brandy's just, just like, "I'm so mad at you, Leanne. You have to delete that video." Take it out of your trash folder. What'd you say? I can't hear you. You're whispering. <laughs> oh, it was it was to die for. That fight was amazing. And that's how the episode ends. We're still in Copenhagen. The preview for next week, it shows them at Leanne's, her dress unveiling, which is a dress that you can wear 175 different ways. <laughs> and then also Leanne clones a cell phone. She clones a cell phone, apparently. Like, I don't know how to do that. I didn't know Leanne was a techie, too. Maybe she picked up some pointers from Brandy. But someone clones a cell phone next week, and I don't know how we got here. 
<laughs> or like in the movie uh, Slackers. Is that what it's called? Like, what's that movie with Angelina Jolie where they're like computer hackers? What did I call? <laughs> I called it Slackers. Hi, <laughs> that movie Hackers. Um, what's the, there should be a movie called Slackers? That's just a bunch of lazy people sitting around. I'm not sure it'd be very fun. <laughs> I'm slap happy now. Anyway, you guys, Dallas is fantastic. I'm loving it. It's great. I hope everyone's watching. I'm sorry this recap of Dallas was a little bit short. Although this week's episode was not, it wasn't, there wasn't a super ton happening. It was like a lot of them getting along and making up. Still entertaining as fuck, but just not as, you know, dynamic as like last week or, or some previous weeks. So anyway, that's the show. Wow, that was a lot of housewives. I hope you guys got through it all. I love you so much for listening. Please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. Please head on over to the Everything Iconic Patreon. Join that. It'd be lovely. <laughs> rate and review it only if you like it. If you like the show, rate and review it. I'd love it. But please don't leave a bad review if you don't like it. Just send me a DM or something. Now let's do our cool down. Everyone take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Everyone take another deep breath in. Hold it. And think of a vacation you went on with a friend, like a friend vacation. Breathe out. Now I want you all to reach out to the friend who you went on that vacation with and just tell them that you remember it and you love that vacation. Maybe remind your friend of a good memory from that vacation. I love seeing the housewives on vacation. I don't know, it's fun. I love you all so, so much. Bye-bye. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com.